Hey, sweet ones. Welcome to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have been too. And C, because I really believe that's where we can see God doing his thing. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the opinions of others. When I was a very little girl, I didn't care what anybody thought of me. It didn't even cross my mind that not everyone in the world loved me. Then I hit, I don't know, maybe third or fourth grade maybe, and I didn't always match my granimals, and I was pigeon-toed, and kids can be cruel, and I started to realize that not everyone loved me or even liked me, and I started to care what people thought. I carried that with me all the way through junior high and high school and into college, trying to fit in or at least not be noticed, whichever was less painful. I thought once I hit adulthood, that would fall away with time and maturity, but it just sort of got quieter and pushed down more. And the categories of comparison changed. I compared myself with friends who were married already, then friends who had babies already, then friends who had big houses already, then how much leadership responsibility so-and-so was given at church, and on and on it went. Now, I don't even think I realized I was doing this, this comparison game, this wondering what others thought of me or how much I was liked or not liked. I just did it. In fact, it wasn't until I did a talk on going through a really difficult time in my women's ministry at my church that it even occurred to me that people might be doing some comparing with me. A gal came up to me and said, up until tonight, I thought you had the perfect life, the perfect marriage, the perfect job, the perfect clothes, the perfect kids. I don't think that anymore. I'm not sure how she meant that, (laughs) but I took it as the ultimate compliment because I had finally let them in to see my darkness and all, and it wasn't pretty, but it was real. Then somewhere in my mid-30s, When I quit my job at church, I suppose, I decided that I didn't care what people thought of me. I had based so much of my identity on my work at church, on the ministries I'd built and led, on being and looking super busy and competent and hardworking, on succeeding, or at least on people thinking that I covered every base while loving Jesus. But then I just quit. Because I had wanted to, because I was tired. No, I was exhausted because I felt God tell me I could and that he'd still love me even if I stopped and for a thousand other reasons. But during that time, I stopped caring what people thought of me and it was so freeing until my separation, which was about 12 years ago, I started caring again. You see, I'm the goody two shoes. I'm the teacher's pet. I follow the rules. I do what I'm told. I hate disappointing people. I hate failing people. I hate letting people down. I hate, hate, hate being talked about, being discussed, being pondered over, being judged, being told that I'm wrong or in sin. Don't get me wrong. I am all for the truth for it being told to me in love. And I've got people in spades around me who are willing to do that and who actually do that. And though it's hard, I'll take it. But it turns out I don't like being told I'm wrong or in sin when I honestly down to my core don't think that I am. 
That's when I super care what people think about me. I received an email during that time of separation and divorce, and it sliced me open. And had I allowed myself to read it more than once, I'd still be in the fetal position somewhere lying on the floor. Someone spoke hard words to me, and I felt completely unseen, completely judged and juried, and it broke something in me. It killed me that this person thought those things about me. Thankfully, I chose not to send a response. I chose not to defend myself again, despite everything in me wanting to attempt to explain each accusation away. And here's why. Though, of course, I don't want anyone to hate me or think ill of me. I really do need to care about only one opinion of me, and that's God's. God knows my heart better than I do, and certainly better than those who are looking on from a distance. Listen to these words from the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 4. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. I'm going to read that first part again. I care very little if I am judged by you. So as it turns out, it's not only not selfish to not care what someone thinks about you, it is scriptural not to care what someone thinks about you. In recovery, they even say that it's none of my business what someone thinks about me. So way back when, all those years ago after that email, which by the way was the first of many horrible emails I would end up getting during those early divorce years of people telling me horrible things about me. I remember I sat down with my Bible and I cried and I just said very simply to Jesus, how do you see me? Because you're the only one I really care about anyway. And Psalm 32 came to my mind instantly, like literally the number 32. I love it when he does that, by the way. And I opened the pages of my Bible and read this. Count yourself lucky. How happy you must be. You get a fresh start. Your slate's wiped clean. Count yourself lucky. God holds nothing against you. And you're holding nothing back from him. I gasped, like literally. And then I started to cry again, but in a good way. And all I could say over and over was, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Only one opinion counts, really. And his truth washed over me in that moment, healing me a bit more and clearing out space for more of the same. Now, that was about a dozen years ago. I would love to say that I had that one encounter with Jesus and his word and voila, I was all better, never to care again what anyone thought of me. Sometimes that happens. I do believe that Jesus does sometimes deeply heal things right away. I've had that happen a time or two in my faith journey. But my typical experience is that the healing, the working out of my salvation, that being renewed day by day inwardly, that's a lifelong process. I still care about other people's opinions. So freaking much less than I used to, though. And the pool of people whose opinions matter to me has gotten much smaller, and I'm so grateful.
With that said, though, I still sometimes live by committee. And this committee lives in my head. It's made up almost entirely of people who are not in my daily life, who do not know my heart or life, and who have at times said very cruel things to me. I was talking with my counselor about one of these people a little while back, and she said, I have this image in my head of you and -and so-and-so playing a tug of war. That resonated with me, so I tried picturing it myself. It's a relational tugging back and forth of control with ironically 99% of it being only in my mind, I realized. And she said, what if you let go of the rope? It occurred to me that this person, whom I allow to live rent-free in my head, as they also say in recovery, and whom I allow to continue to make me feel pretty crappy about myself, this person has no idea that I do this. This person spends, I'm guessing, zero time wondering if I do this. This person, I'm guessing, does not care that I deeply struggle with their old words, these old wounds. This particular emotional tug of war, this make-believe committee in my head, isn't serving me in any way. So I'm reminding myself of a few things. I have been given the mind of Christ. I have been given a sound mind. I have the Holy Spirit dwelling within me. And sweet girls, if you love and follow Jesus, those things are true for you too. So in other words, I am not an incapable idiot, and neither are you. And this committee member and I do not share the same values, so why am I measuring my life against their yardstick? Only one opinion of me matters, and that is God's, who loves me unconditionally and is not mad at me or disappointed in me. Moving forward with God's help. The next time any of those voices start pointing out what I'm doing wrong with my life, I'm going to try saying out loud, let go of the rope. You're not a disappointment. You're not a failure. You are completely loved. Sweet girls, may we listen for only one voice, the only one that really matters, the voice of love. Now let me offer a couple next steps. They might be painful. They might be triggering. You may not want to do them, and that's totally okay. But if you're up for it, and if this is an issue for you, if you do find yourself caring about other people's opinions of you, thinking about the things that have been said to you, here are a couple suggestions. First, make a list of the people in your life whose opinions matter to you. Literally write them down. Now I want you to take a look at that list. Are all of these people, people who know you and love you, people you trust, people whose values you share? If not, first, perhaps stop sharing your heart with them if they're not safe. And secondly, perhaps start letting go of the ropes that are attaching your heart to their opinions. Okay, this next one is a bit of a deeper dive, and it might take a bit more time. Make a list of statements that have been spoken over you, words that have hurt you, words that you replay over and over, 
You know the ones. I have a bunch of them too. And once you've made that list, ask God to sever the power that these words have over you. Ask God to help you forgive each person who said them. Ask God to minimize the effects of these words. Ask God to help you forget these words. And ask God to help you replace those words with truth, like we talked about earlier. Let me pray. Father, we don't get through this life too far without someone saying something harsh or cruel to us. And these words don't just stick. They can tend to settle in deep into our heart and soul and mind. Please heal us, each one of us. Please release us from the awful words that others have spoken over us. Each time they come back to our minds, please help us stop and replace them with the truth that we are loved and that only what you think of us matters. We ask for your deeper healing and deeper freedom in your name. Amen. Okay, girlies, if you so desire, you can support this podcast in a few ways. You can rate it. You can share it. You can subscribe to it and or you can financially support it by clicking on the link in the show notes called listener support. I think I still don't know. I'm still figuring it all out. So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter what anyone else thinks or what anyone else has ever said to you, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of the father God, and he is so delighted with you. He is not mad at you. He is not disappointed in you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.